Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. You're listening to After Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin. Hello, 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 dear listeners. Welcome to part two of this week's Akdung Millwall. This is the voicemail review show, my favourite section of every week's show now. Um, Interesting, I suppose. Um, You don't get as many voicemails or voice notes when we don't have a bad result. You get a lot when we get an awful result. If we get, like on Wednesday, when we, we got a shellacking, an embarrassment, um, you get stacks. On a on a day where we didn't win, probably should have won, in fairness, yesterday against Sunderland. We drew, but it felt like um, a decent result. So you don't get as many, so that's an interesting thing. Now, normally, ahead of each show, listeners, we do our um, punditgames.co.uk question. I'm not going to do a question on this occasion, um, but I'm going to recommend the ball game Pundit Games, uh, it's a football trivia quiz game, and it's a great present for Christmas for the football head in your life. Every time we sell one of these board games, uh, the Lions Food Hub, which is a fantastic cause, gets uh, a donation from Pundit. Uh, no question today, because I wanted just before we begin, I wanted just to express my condolences to a Millwall fan who I kind of know, like you know a lot of people at football, John Neal, um, who I understand passed away yesterday en route to the game. Um, now, I know John via selling the fanzine and managed to do some of the football badges before the game. Um, John was an avid collector of Millwall memorabilia, and I picked this up earlier on this afternoon from uh, X Twitter um, that he'd passed away, um, collapsed in the car park and had passed away. Which um, it's it's one of those strange situations with football. You kind of know of people, and you know them through the fortnightly contact with the club. Um, and I know John via that method. He was always an avid customer for the um, you know Nolu, and then the CBL magazine when we did that, and also for any badges that I ever put out, charity badges and whatnot. He would collect them. I I can't imagine what kind of collection of memorial memorabilia John had. Um, but he was an old school character, old Millwall fan, and I'm very sad to hear that he's passed away. I wanted to send my condolences to the Neil family. I, I don't know that, them personally, of course, but um, that's the effect of football. It brings you together with people you probably wouldn't otherwise come across, and there's sad news. So my condolences to, to John's family, and my thoughts are with them at the moment. So rest in peace, John Neil. 
This is the voicemail show, following on from yesterday's draw at home to Sunderland. And I thought we'd launch off straight away with our first message, a direct message via WhatsApp for me. Uh, this is from Adam Wicks. Have a listen to Adam's message following yesterday's draw. Uh, morning, Nick. Adam Wicks here, just leaving my thoughts after yesterday's one-all draw with uh, at home to Sunderland. Um, a much improved showing, especially at home, I felt. I'm sure most people will agree with that. Um, Seem to be playing some sort of hybrid Rowett Edwards style where we were um, difficult to break down at times and sat in when we needed to but also looked more incisive going forward, I thought. Um, I thought it was a shame we didn't really press home the advantage after after going 1-0 up and we sat off them in the second half um, and allowed them back into the game. Questionable penalty decision. I can understand why the ref's given it, but also looking back at the replays, looks like Leonard's possibly got the ball as well. Um Clark probably shouldn't have been on the pitch at that point either, having committed multiple fouls worthy of a yellow. Um, yeah, just thought we looked generally brighter. Nisbet doesn't seem to waste the ball when he gets it into feet. His, 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 his layoffs and seem to be sharper than Bradshaw's. His finish, he's obviously more on form finishing-wise. We all know what Bradshaw can do, though, so I'm sure he'll come back to form at some point um thought Leonard was outstanding um I think it's a little bit worrying that our good performances tend to coincide with Leonard playing and having a blinder um because we're sort of relying on that one person not to break down um not too sure what's happened with the but that's going to be a big miss uh till after Christmas got no Cooper or Savile now I think for Cardiff away so goodness knows how he's going to reshuffle the pack for next Saturday um, but all in all pretty encouraging I, I thought the crowd seemed actually engaged uh, for once so yeah I think take it as a positive move forward um, hopefully we can get a result next week and start to build a little bit of momentum or something but um, promising promising signs, I think. Anyway, come on, your lines. Big thank you, Adam. Yeah, this hybrid Rowett Edwards style. We're going to need a new name for that. Rowett ball won't do. And Joe ball sounds like, um, I don't know, what that sounds like some kind of um, an ice cream or something. I'll have a Joe ball, please, mister. Um, yeah, it was, it was a better style to watch. Um, I actually enjoyed myself. Um, you know, we don't go to the den as neutrals, obviously, listeners. Um, but it's been a long while since I've actually come away from a game, A, having been entertained, and B, feeling like I've actually spent my afternoon in a worthwhile way. Freezing cold day yesterday. So to, to drag yourself out and go to the football, eight, nearly 18,000 crowd again. I think it was 17,000 and something. Um, but you've got to give people something to that makes it worthwhile them going. And I think we did see the glimmerings of that new Joe Ball style. I'm going to stick with that now, I thought of it. Uh, it was much improved, as, as Adam says. Um, I do accept that there's work still to be done and improvements to be brought in. The club are um, not exactly over overplaying the January transfer window. And one does hope that Joe's contact book does include some 
really seriously exciting, talented players from somebody, uh, you know, the aristocracy of the game that will come in and want to get a bit of, um, you know, uh, 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 some t- spend some time in the servants' quarters at the den to try and get, improve their game. Let's let's keep our fingers crossed on that. Otherwise, I'll be going down upstairs, downstairs type uh, analogies. Um, interesting question about the Jack Clark, who was the responsible for the surging run into the box. He looked like a really good player, didn't he? Um, should he have been on the pitch? That was the incident, I think, where George Savile was waving his imaginary yellow card at him at the referee and got booked in turn, which has cost us. Um, so, yeah, I mean, should he have been a bit? Probably not, but that's, that's the way the cookie crumbles, and the only route out of that problem is the dreaded VAR, which none of us want to see. Ryan Leonard, man that a match by the, the proverbial country mile. Let's have a listen now. Next on our list, Angelo, Angelo Miliotto. Hi Nick, Angelo here mate, uh, just a couple of words about today, um, I thought we was going to have a good day mate because as soon as I walked into the stadium, um, I know you have a lot of problems with bird shit, um, well I, I got shat on by a bird as well as soon as I, as soon as I got in the stadium mate, so first two, three minutes I had to uh, run down to the toilet and clean it all off, so yeah, bird shit corner in the uh, Cabla Lane end as well mate, um, but yeah, uh, onto the game, um, I just want to... Obviously, on my last um, voicemail, I was a bit worried about Joe Edwards calling the players out after three games. But I can, I can honestly say, in the, in the second half especially, the the guys were fighting. They were fighting for him, which I, I was really pleased about. You know, I could, you could just feel it, couldn't you? you? Could just feel that the guys were giving it their their, their best. You know, so um, so good. So all credit to him, mate. It was a good performance. Sunderland are a good team, um, but yeah, just a shame that we couldn't nick it. Just a few mentions. Um, Murray Wallace um, has been getting bashed all over social media. I, I thought he played well today. Uh, I didn't see him do anything wrong today, so credit to him. Um, Leonard, brilliant, brilliant, mate. Let's just hope that he stays fit and he stays in the team. Fantastic. Debatable, that penalty. I've seen it on social media. It does get a foot to it, but does he, does he take the player down as well? It's one of them ones that sometimes you, you get away with it and sometimes you don't, you know. So, um, Bart nearly saved it. It wasn't a great penalty. He went right under Bart's body, which was a shame. Um, yeah, a bit of bad luck with the shot that if it doesn't, if it goes into the goal and doesn't come out of Bradford uh, to, uh, to, to Bradshaw, it's not offside. So, that was a bit unlucky for us. Um, but yeah, Leonard, brilliant, mate. Um, Billy Mitchell come back in. His first game, so you know I'm not going to really criticise the, the guy. A little bit, little bit slow, but you know he uh, he done all right. Uh, Savile improved as the game went on. Um, brilliant ball by uh, Cuffey, um, fantastic cross and fantastic finish from Nisbet. That's two and two for the guy. So hopefully that give him a lot of confidence and uh, he can crack on. Um, Longman when he come on, I thought was very very dangerous. Um, also, Fleming, again, getting bashed on social media. I actually saw an improvement in him today. I think he tried harder. He did have that one where he couldn't get the ball from under his feet when he was like, just needed to be prodded into the goal. But all in all, I thought he improved and he tried a little bit harder today as well. Um, so, um, yeah, and nice to see Cooper come back. He must have just rested him, I'd imagine. I do believe that uh, Cooper and Savile are now suspended. Uh, I believe, for the Cardiff game. So, 
and, and obviously with the bad news that Casper Dano is going to be out for a minimum of a month now with this mystery illness, a uh, mystery injury. Um, yeah, it's going to be, uh, we're going to have to really, really uh, pull together here. But, uh, but yeah, listen, I think it's going in the right direction. Slight improvement. This week, Joe Edwards has got the whole squad uh, on the training pitch. Uh, it'll be the first time that he's had them all together because last time there was an international break. Um, so yeah, let's hope we do some good work on, on the training ground and uh, we go to Cardiff and we get a result. And then obviously we've got the tricky trip to Leicester, which I will be making that trip to Leicester. Um, looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, I'm happier. So uh, it's just a shame we couldn't get a win. But yeah, all good stuff. Come on, you lions. Being shat upon by birds is supposed to be good luck, isn't it? According to the old wives' tales. Um, I've never found it so. I've got to admit, though, the uh, the bird shit situation up in uh, what I now call the Groupon block used to be bird shit corner, but they've actually improved the bird shit situation. It hasn't been on my seat, let's put it that way, before I go too far. I now call it the Groupon block because of the number of Groupon bookings from Europe and uh, far and wide that's filling up the den. Um, I'll make you right about Norton Cuffey and, 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 and the reaction. I think there was a reaction, Angelo. I think that's what I really liked yesterday. Um, Joe Edwards' words were designed to sting, and if they didn't sting, then you've really got um, a one-way street for half the squad in February, uh, in January. Uh, the fact they did sting, and we saw a reaction yesterday. If across the board, uh, you've mentioned Fleming, I won't argue with that. Ryan Leonard coming into the team, obviously, have been a big, big help. But through the squad, and I do agree about Murray Wallace. I mentioned him in the... The previous show we did, part one of this of this uh, double header, this weekend, um, he took a took a monstering online. Same as Zian, Zian was was um, you know much improved yesterday. So, yeah, um, the fact that uh, the, the the manager got asked for a reaction and got it is all you can you you can ask for. Penalty on oh, the penalty in real time. My instinctive reaction was it wasn't a penalty. I sit in Groupon corner now, looking down on it, and I had probably an unusually decent view with, with everybody else in the block, not my sole view. I didn't think it was a penalty in real time. Uh, I can see why it's been given, um, but I remain convinced, even looking at the social media clips, um, not that it matters what I think, listeners, because it was given and it was a goal, but yeah, it still does rankle somewhat. Um, some difficult games ahead, as, as you say, including now Leicester City twice over. We've drew them in a cup earlier on, but I'm hoping that won't be taken particularly seriously by anybody because we've got to look at the league. Let's move along. Big thank you, Andrew. Let's have a listen to Jim Hackett. Evening, Nick. Jim Hackett here. Um, I don't think anybody can have a, a moan about that today. It was a decent performance against half-decent side in Sunderland. Um, with a bit more luck, we could have won that. I don't think they really created too much against us, even though they or they seem to have a lot of possession at different times of the game. I think uh, the team itself. I don't think anybody can fault anybody today. It was uh, it was a good, hard-working performance. Players all played with a bit of passion, and the players that came in, good on them. They uh, they showed exactly why they should be in the team. I thought Billy had a great game in there with Savile, and and to be fair, George Honeyman. Leonard, fantastic. I think if we look at Leonard, and I think he's our talisman. When he plays well, or when he plays now, because he always plays well, but when he plays, we seem to play well. And he's such a solid player. He didn't give Clark a sniff all day. And even looking back at the uh, the penalty that the referee gave, if you, you look at it from 
our side, if you like, then he, he gets a touch on the ball. The fact that Clark goes over shouldn't detract from that. He, he wins the ball first and then Clark goes over. So, very disappointed the referee from that. And if uh, in the Premier League they'd have the VAR on there, he'd have been okay. But unfortunately, we don't in the Championship. And then there was a couple of times where we could have had shots at goal or if the ball didn't get stuck under somebody's feet, then we'd have been better. But as it was, we got something out of the game, which probably at different times of the season would have lost it. And I think it sort of stops the rot of the players getting grief when in reality, you know, there is a good side in there. I thought Nisbet looked good, did his bit, but at the same time, he's got that little bit of quality, scored a good goal from a good move. You know, and again, Leonard's in there. He's taking the flak for from their side because every time he was getting close to the ball in a challenge, he was getting wiped out. So hopefully he'll be all right for next week or for the next game and and we'll be able to build on that. I think Joe Edwards is going to have some, some work to find out some of these players because, you know, without Casper in there, you know, Billy and Sav did a good job. Ironically, Sav's out for the next game. So does that mean Casper will be fit and, and he'll fit in there alongside Billy? Because I think they're the sort of problems the manager needs to have. And I think you, you look up front, Nisbet's got to be there. So is it with Fleming and Bra- or is it with Bradshaw or is it with Watmore? You know, the the players that came in, I thought um, Honeyman did well and Longman, when he came on, suddenly looked a different player again. So we've got a good side there. And the, the player I was pleased for today because he didn't get ripped apart was Murray. And I think the fact that he only had to mark a player helped him. I think when he's asked to do the wing-back job, I think it's... Uh, probably a bit too much for him because he's doing too much. But today, he did his stuff and and he didn't give them too much of a sniff. Obviously, they get him one or two times, but that's football against good good wingers. You know, he'll always get done. But today, he did his part. For me, man of the match, without a doubt, was Leonard. I thought Norton Cuffey played very well, but Leonard was the, uh, the glue, if you like, that got us all there. So, happy with everybody today. Happy with Cooper. You know, so that really... Everybody did their part. Even Bart's kicking looked on point today. So even though we only got a point, should have been three, but we'll take the one and then we'll go on to the next game. And I hope that Edwards has learned from today how the players should be playing. I think 4-4-2 at the den is always going to work very well. You know, and uh, let's hope we keep keep going forward now and the, the negativity of the, the last week has moved on, but knowing Millwall, you know, we'll probably get a good slaughter in at Cardiff and uh, wonder how we ever got a point this week. But onwards we go. So come on, you Lions. Have a good week. Big thank you, Jim. Um, yeah, happy. It's an interesting word that I haven't used in a Millwall context for some time. I'm, I, I left the den happy. I've said it a few times now in this show and, and the part one show and uh, both in the live stream and the Talking to Charlie after the after the game, um, how many of us for some time now have walked away or watched Millwall and left with a, a you know a good a good feeling? I know we didn't win, and you know that, but we were unlucky not to win it. And I think that left you with a sense that we'd thrown everything at the opponents. We were a decent team, some good players, and you know we we were just denied by um, matters beyond our control. I think it's where we fold without any real fight, like we saw at Ipswich, 
that will that will never sit right. And it, this is just not a club that will that you know people will think of reasons why that's acceptable. It doesn't work that way. Um, the other thing I suppose that struck me, Jim, was the fact that Mowbray, Tony Mowbray, um, could had the resources to bring on some some good substitutions at half time to take the pace up a little bit from their point of view. Because you're right, they they didn't have many chances, especially not in the first half. But they did get some chances, not you know shitloads, but they had a few in the second half. Some uh, moments, I think it was Ballard. Actually, I think I just called him the the contemptuous uh, word number five. I think it was a Dan Ballard that I quite liked for when he was playing for us. Um, took a bit of stick yesterday for that, which I think is always a bit silly. But um, he put one over the bar, and there was a Bradley Dack, another thorn in our side for a long while. Um, put a ball in wider than the, the near post from uh, across in. I think it was Jack Clark who supplied that one as well. So, you know, to have the resources to bring and then change the game, I'm hoping is what Joe Edwards is building towards. We don't have that level of resource at the moment, but it would be nice to, you know, bring in players that will have a real impact. Interesting also, we didn't see Amarku yesterday, and since Joe's come in, we haven't seen much of Essay, if anything. I don't think we've even seen. Did he come on at Sheffield? I I can't remember. Um, and that's interesting because Rowett didn't um, overdo them, either of them. And I don't think Joe Edwards has... Uh, well, he certainly hasn't overdone either of them. Let's put it that way. He started the Marku up at, uh, up at, uh, at Ipswich, didn't he? As for Casper Denor's mystery injury, that is a weird one. That does sound like... Um, as I said to Charlie, uh, the kind of thing that the Royal Navy used to get, you know, chop your foot off for, whereas something arises in your calf and then turns into an ankle injury, and slowly but surely, you find yourself on a on a, on a naval pension, having been uh, press gang, you know, press gang out of the navy, you press gang into the navy. I think my analogies are going out the window, listeners. Um, Murray Wallace, yeah, yeah, I like Murray Wallace, and he stood up strong yesterday, as we've said already. So well done, Murray. Uh, let's move along now. Big thank you to Jim for that. And we have another Jim. Battle of the Jims. have Jim Lucas. Hi, Nick. It's Jim. Um, I did say I'd get in touch a bit more this season, but for a couple of reasons, I haven't been to too many games. Um, but I was there yesterday, so I thought I'd drop you a line. Um, I thought we were good yesterday, to be honest. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. Um, you can see that we're playing a very different style of football, which... You know, unsurprisingly, some of our players are not going to be quite up to. Um, so we're in that transitional phase, I guess, if that's the right terminology, where players are just getting used to the way we're going to play. You can see where the weak spots are. You can see the ones that they'll be trying to improve in January or, or next summer. But no, in general, I thought we were good. Plenty of effort, which was probably lacking from the last couple of games. Um, I can't help think that the 4-0 at Sheffield Wednesday has just completely mangled confidence levels and expectation levels and all that kind of thing. So the two that followed weren't up to scratch really. But no, I thought we were good. Um, nice, well-worked goal. Good to see Nesbitt get one. Um, I thought the penalty was a penalty, to be honest, from my angle in block three, but I've seen the replay since. That, that suggests perhaps not. Um, referee was awful, diabolical. All the way through, a couple of bookings there, which will weaken us for Saturday by the looks of what Rich Cooley's saying. So, Savile and Cooper now both on five bookings. They missed the Cardiff game. So, we'll be down to bare bones without Denora. But, um, yeah, plenty to be encouraged by, I thought, yesterday. 
plenty to build on. Um, we'll see how we get on. Um, yeah, no, g generally, I thought that plenty of things to be optimistic about, plenty of things to be happy about. Team working hard, playing nice football. Respectable draw, I guess, against the team that was in the playoffs last season. So, no, uh, not 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 an unhappy performance. So, yeah, looking uh, looking forward to seeing a bit more of that in the next few weeks. Be back in touch. But uh, yeah, for now, I think a good a good afternoon at the den for everybody involved. Cheers, mate. Bye. Huge thank you to Jim. Keep them coming, Jim. Keep them coming, mate. And you too, dear listeners. You're listening to the show. It's be great to hear from you, and the way you can do it is dead easy. If you go on to X and select the direct messaging for me, Akdung Millwall Podcast, in the corner of the message, there's a little squiggly sound symbol. Press that down, hold down, and speak, and tell me your thoughts on Joe Edwards, Millwall, performances, you name it. You can message me anytime you like. And one way or the other, I will get the message included in one of our shows, so... Um, big thank you there for, for Jim Lucas. Um, yeah, reasons to be cheerful, mate. I thought it was actually, I mean, it's a repeat theme of a lot of the, uh, yesterday's, uh, you know, the show I did yesterday, the, the coverage I give, give of the game yesterday, and also the messages that people enjoyed themselves. It feels so, um, so, so, so refreshing. It feels almost giddy that you could go to the football and not come away miserable. And I would have, you know, I'm hoping for a win. I probably would have accepted a loss on the on the chin because we put the effort in that magic thing that was had gone astray. I don't know where it had gone. Gone for a walk up to uh, what whatever's left the Surrey Key Shopping Centre effort recently, um, and we were trying to win it. I think that's the biggest transition of the lot. The fact that we were going into the final few minutes pressing ahead for the win, and God knows how we get into that mad zone, the rowit zone, where you're accepting a point. 80 minutes and uh, calling that a good result i suppose it's the mundane versus the flamboyant isn't it the big the big question of life itself big thank you jim and you too dear listeners if you want to get in touch you can whatsapp me if you're privy to my uh voicemail uh, my, my, my uh, phone number voicemail me or go on to exactung mill podcast and send me a message via the direct message service i'd love to hear from you next up show regular matt richards Hello Nick, it's Matt Richards here, driving back from freezing cold den. Um, that's just frustrating, isn't it? Um, I thought we played really well today. Um, well, obviously a lot better than in the week, but it'll be difficult to play any worse. Um, but I thought we were unlucky. I thought we were a better team. Um, yeah, I mean, and we, we had... I think we had most of the clear. They had a few, few chances, but I think we had most of the clear cut chances. That, that was a game we should have won, and we deserve, I think we, I think we deserve to win it. Um, which, which is, which is good compared to what it was during the week. You know, so it's little things you got to take the positives. It's just frustrating. You know, three points today would have been very welcomed indeed. Um, yeah, I thought Sunderland started off quite brightly, and um, it's, yeah, I suppose looking at a team. It was it was good to see Cooper back. Leonard playing right back. Um, Norton Cuffey on the right. Honeyman left. You know, almost like a four-four-two, almost. And um, with Fleming just off in his bit. And after soaking up some initial pressure, I thought actually we, we finished the half a lot stronger. 
not many clear-cut chances. I think Savo had a chance. He should have. I mean, it looked like he scuffed it from where I was. Um, you know, why he couldn't just place that, I don't know. But then we get a goal. I mean, I must admit, I was half looking at the um, the crunching tackle on Leonard. I mean, bloody hell, how Leonard is still alive, I just don't know. It was like, he must be like three bookings against, you know, players with fouls against him. He was amazing, Leonard. I see Norton Cup, he got a man of the match, which is a new one. You've never noticed that before at, the, at home. Man of the match on screen, anyway. Um, but Leonard, I thought, was superb. He was immense. You know, I mean, you almost get bored of saying how important he is a player to us. Um, so he's fit after today. Uh, but yeah, so I thought, I thought, sorry, sorry, going back to their goal, yeah, I, I kind of, all I saw was I looked up after that screaming at the referee and I saw Nisbet just like stick it in the back of the net. So yeah, so it's a really good goal. Welcome across, great finish. Um, really pleased with Nisbet because that's two and two. Helps with the confidence, etc., etc. Um, so that's good. And then in the second half, I thought, you know, we, we were pushing forward well. It's just the same old thing. We, you find yourself repeating yourself, don't you? It's, um, it's just that final decision-making. Um, we get there. Sometimes we just don't, we don't shoot. Why Norton Cuffey? Why why he, he passed it across and then Fleming dilly-dallied and then loses the opportunity. And then later on, Longman, when he comes on. Well, not Longman, it was Watmore. He, he cut in from the left and he tried to pass it back and... Why didn't he shoot? It's like, we've got to, if you don't shoot, you don't fucking score. Um, and this is it. We, we, I think we left chances out on the pitch. Their penalty, I've, I don't know, you know, I'm in block four, so I'm 100 yards away. I I was hoping, maybe I thought I was hoping that Leonard got a stud to it, but I don't know, couldn't see until I see it back. Um, they score, I don't know, but I guess the right way, but it didn't seem to be right in... The corner, whether he could have saved it, don't know. Um, and then, yeah, and then Bradshaw had a chance, and and then obviously the goal was disallowed. Again, not quite sure. I mean, the officiating today was just god awful, absolutely awful. Um, I'm get, because Longman's shot was deflected, wasn't it? So I don't know if, why it was offside. I, again, need to watch it back on the highlights. But um, all in all, better performance. Um, will help with the conflict. Good after what was suggested on during the week. I thought there was no lack of application by the team, um, which is good to see because we're going to need that. Um, we take that forward to the next week against Cardiff, which is, you know, we can fancy ourselves getting something there. You know, we have a similar type of application and, and play today. But Norton Cuffey was superb today. You know, it shows you how we've missed somebody who's, who's playing like a winger. You can beat players. Um, he was brilliant. And I uh, say Leonard was good. And it also, it's a shame Casper Denor's out, I think, for about six weeks because we're going to miss him. Um, but I thought Billy, Billy did okay and, um, and Sav as well in the middle. So, um, yeah, better. Say so frustrating. I started this with frustrating. It is frustrating because I think we deserve more. Um, but better than during the week so just take that okay nick cheers mate uh come on new lines big thank you matt yeah it was an improvement and i love the idea that we might even get somewhere back to 4-4 so i know harry made a joke about it on on the uh in, in the last um 
voicemail show, I think you had a, had a, had a little laugh about people wanting 442 back. And um, <laughs> I'm drawn to the dark side, dear listeners. Um, it wasn't quite 442, I do understand. There's probably some modernist kind of um, formation number for yesterday. But we certainly looked a lot more attractive going forwards. Uh, and on a cold day, it did warm you up to see us pressing forwards, trying to nick a game that just slightly got away from us with the, with that equaliser. Um, lovely finish, but in this bit, I do I do agree there. Um, and also, Norton Cuffey was a, clearly a player of some some talent. Whether we can make a, a cheeky bid for him at the end of the season, or whether he does have enough in his locker to get back into the Arsenal side, because that's his parent club, isn't it? I don't know. I'm hoping he's loving his time with the Den and that we might be able to make a, make a bid. But anyway, let's see. Certainly it's wonderful to see a player prepared to take the ball and drift in and attack players. That's something we've uh, we've not seen for a long, long time. He's got that um, that kind of Paul Ifill stroke Jimmy Carter ability to attack players and somehow get past them. Trevor Lee-ish almost as well, if I'm going back to... The, uh, the the long ago back to the seventies for the older listeners. So anyway, big thank you, Matt. This is our last voicemail now, and it's from uh, show stalwart Michael Avery. Walking out of a very cold den, it's Michael Avery here, um, reporting after the Mill One Sunderland one. And you know what? I'll be honest with you, that wasn't that bad. That was actually at times pretty good um first five to ten minutes um mill seemed a little bit uncomfortable playing the ball and they seemed a little bit not overly sure what to do but then after a while and as they got into the game um it just it just things were ticking all right triangles were being played some of the basic football was coming off and you know what there's times where we as fans again we need to realize what it is that we what joe edwards wants to do apologies if i keep mumbling i'm very cold but um, it's just the case that they've got the ball on the back line. And everyone's like, get it out, get it out, get it out. That's not how we want to play at the moment. We want to play on the floor. We don't keep playing the long diags all the time. Occasionally they work. And there was a couple of instances today where the long diag did work. And I'm quite happy for that. You can see they're trying to build up the play. You see they're trying to retain possession. And you're just trying to see they're trying not to give away too many sloppy passes or um, sloppy footballs. But you know, it was a good, it was a good goal that we scored as well. Nisbet got his chance. Well, I think that we arguably just tipped it in the first half. We were the better side. But I think in the second half, Sunderland maybe were the better side, and they can go home thinking, you know, they've had two apart aside from the penalty, which I think was a penalty from where I was sat. It did look like Leonard's come around the side of him um, and uh, went through the player and got the ball after getting the player. But you know, before that. They had two chances where they put one wide from a yard out and hit over the bar from six yards out. So both sides can go away thinking they should have got more from the game. I think a draw in the cold light day is possibly the fairest result. As I said, both sides can go away thinking they should have got more from it. But it was a vast, vast improvement from Ipswich. You can say the quality of the opposition weren't as good as Ipswich were, but still, as we keep saying, you can only play what's in front of you. And what was in front of us was a team we drew one all with, and on another day, Bradshaw would have scored. On another day, Fleming and Watmore wouldn't have got the ball stuck under their feet and got shots away. Was it brilliant? No, it wasn't brilliant. Was it bad? No, it wasn't. It was better. There's direction. We can see what we want to do. Trust... The process, dear listener. There is clearly a process going on. Just stick with it. Ignore the Ipswich. 
let's stay positive and come on you lions the joe edwards train is sitting in the station uh is it ready to go yet choo choo we don't know but i'm happily willing to buy a ticket for it come on you lions way too early for a joe edwards express sound clip listeners but i'll work on it at some point if if we uh continue to build momentum yeah i mean it's a repeat theme of today's shows that wasn't the the best performance in the world uh but it certainly wasn't the worst either it was it was a Millwall performance listeners and um you know as we've said a few times everyone that went there yesterday i think saw a solid honest show a Millwall show came away walked away from the den afterwards with um a sense that maybe things are returning back to something like a normal um, manner of playing for Millwall. Um, big thank you then to, to Michael Avery. It was a cold day, I do agree. I, I must admit, I'd, I'd normally tr- try and do a half time and uh, a full time uh, ex post text post, you know. Um, but it was too fucking cold. <laughs> I'm amazed I managed to keep talking because um, you sometimes you feel a bit, bit frozen up. Um, I also want to say a big thank you to everyone who supported the supporting the uh, Akdung Mill calendar. We're still selling some. Kelly sold another 10 yesterday at the out of the food hub. We've also had some on the Mill Supporters Club stand, which is down at that fan zone end, behind the Coldblow Lane end. That's money going directly into the food hub. So we're covering, the podcast is covering the print costs. So every time you buy a calendar for a tenner, uh, cash on at those two spots. We've got one more home game to go, so there will still be some available before Christmas. But you can also buy it off of the, the the square shop that I've set up. What a laugh that is. I don't think I'll be doing that again in a hurry. But I've also managed to get the MSC now to place the calendar on their um, online shop. So that'll be much more convenient, I think, going forwards. I don't think I'm going to trouble... Mr. Bezos at uh, at Amazon in any any on online shopping anytime soon, but anyway, cut all that out. You, the the links are on on the uh, uh, the Twitter feed. Um, every time you buy one of our calendars, you are supporting directly the Lions Food Hub, and it's Christmas, and you're doing a really really good thing as well as getting yourself a calendar, um, which is you know with Millwall players on it, which is no bad thing to have. But your money is going direct in full, going direct to the food hub because the podcast is covering the print costs if that makes sense but anyway we're selling well enough um and i'll do a little tot up at the end of the uh, sales once christmas has passed once the uh, the season for calendars has passed and i'll let you know how much we generated out of that little initiative but i just want to say thank you to everyone that's bought some i've got some more to send out probably going to do that tomorrow if you've placed an order already in the last couple of days i'm going to be doing it all tomorrow trust the process as michael said says and you can trust my process tomorrow. Um, and if you don't get one, if my process lets you down, give us a shout and I'll stick one in the post to you if you've ordered and you haven't had one yet. So big thank you to everyone, all the contributors to today's show. I always enjoy the voicemail show and keep them coming, um, especially after away games. They really make a big big uh, help to uh, produce a decent sounding show, which is my aim. Um, I'm going to try and get an addition out after the Cardiff match next Saturday. That's going to be a tough one. Um, so let me know what you think after the Cardiff game. Direct message me, a voice message on the X on the Twitter. And um, love to hear from you. Big thank you, Millwall fans. 
Till the next edition, it's me, Nick Hart, signing out, saying Arrivederci Millwall, and bye for now. Achtung, Millwall. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.